Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. <clears throat> Boys, it's been a while since we've been in studio together. Uh, we've been in different places doing different things, but there's one thing in particular uh, that I'm excited to talk about today, and it's Pipe's Cruise. Uh, Piper, he's, he's looking ruddy. He's looking full of life, buoyant, pampered. Um, I want to do a deep dive on this cruise situation. I love the description, ruddy. Ruddy. The, the, the only time I've ever heard that used is in like the NASB's description of King David. That's right. <laughs> That's apparently, right. we apparently we we were on the same devotional plan growing up, dude. You're wrong. ruddy and sleek. Yeah, no, we were. Yeah. We were. Baby, tell me what real yeah. quick, man, because I and I've read the description many mm-hmm. times. What what does ruddy mean? What does it? I mean? think it means, and I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of half going off the top of my head here i just think it means like no that works it means you've got good color you know what i mean you look lively you look oh, young okay yeah buoyant because like the word in and of itself sounds like it shouldn't be a good thing like to describe yeah, somebody as ruddy it almost sounds like you're kind of saying yeah. dude i don't know he's kind of ruddy which means yeah it could mean like, like pockmarked he's not and that handsome like used up looking right, you yeah. know <laughs> yeah, all, the, all the bad things i mean i mean you know he's okay but he's, he's a, little a little ruddy, ruddy. i don't know I you, mean, at the end of the day you might want to use him for the photo but let me warn you he's a little <laughs> yeah, ruddy exactly <laughs> exactly well and that's the thing is i don't know that it was a compliment because it was like it was it was an outdoor you know, like yeah. people who worked outdoors yeah. were ruddy, not the rich people who got to stay inside. I don't know if that was true in like, you know, 600 BC, but it <clears throat> it became true later on. So, but no, that's true, Pipe, because like, yeah, being ruddy or being like overly tan or having like those, those lines, yeah, like it would have indicated that you weren't royalty, yeah. right? You had to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. And now, lo these many years terrible. later, not to put too fine a point on it, we're now paying to be outside on a cruise ship. So look <laughs> look how far we've come. And I want to get into I want to unpack all the implications of that with you Piper. But before we do, I want you to tell us about Dwell Bible, a little company that we've we've taken like a business cruise with with Dwell. We've been we've been around the Caribbean in sp- in style with this company. Tell us who they are, what they do. I would be happy to tell you all about Dwell. Listeners, Dwell is an audio Bible app who, like Ted said, we've partnered with for a long time. Uh, but I, I I dare say they're the best audio Bible available out there because of all of the different um, features and versions and narrators and listening plans and so forth that they offer. So if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can check out their full spate of features as well as the discounts they offer to our listeners. One thing they're rolling out in 2022, it's really weird to say 2022. I'm still not mm. past it being 2019. Mm. One thing they're rolling out in 2022 is a a full um, just standard Bible that you can read. So they previously rolled out a read-along option, which is sort of like karaoke, where the lyrics scroll with what you're listening to. But they're just putting out a full reading Bible. So you can do all of your Bible reading and Bible listening within the app, rather than just having just having the audio option. So be sure to check that out. That'll be out in just a few weeks. Um, but again, the, the URL is dwellapp.com 
Io slash happy rant. They offer a 33% discount for their lifetime subscription and a 10% discount for their annual subscription. You can also give this as a gift. So at the time this podcast releases, you'll still have a little time before Christmas and a little time before New Year's. So if you're looking for that last second gift, you can buy this. You can give it to somebody else. It's a, it's a really nice option for them. So again, dwellapp.io slash happy rant. Check that out. Piper, that's fantastic. And as always, uh, as always, check out Visual Theology uh, for all your Christmas needs because we have a new line of products, boys. We are in the fashion business now. Uh, we're in the canvas tote bag business, which I'm reminded of daily when I wake up. Um, my my wife will often like roll roll over and just lean over and whisper in my ear that it, that I am indeed in the canvas tote bag business. Uh, well, I think I think Ronnie's wife actually uh, owns a canvas tote of does. the New Yorker, which is, you know, I wouldn't say it inspired us. It's more like uh, we just wanted to put them out of business is really what we're going for. So mm. but but she 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 kind of fueled those flames a little. bit. Is she baby? Is she thinking about getting a new canvas tote? If you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like one with um, with, with our logo yeah. on it? I mean, you know, I, I think that goes without question. Okay. Yeah. As the spiritual leader of your household, um, will I allow it? Is what you're how, asking? Well, will I, I allow? I was going to say, will I allow? I was going to say, how influential are you going to try to be on that purchase? You know, that felt like um, a more 2021 just, way to ask the question. Well, here's here's an even more 21 way to say it. Let's. I'm not find the spiritual what, leader of my household. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be the most 20. Let's find out what M has laying under the you know sitting under the tree on Christmas. Oh wow, yeah. There we go. That's, now yeah, we're talking. now we are talking. Now aren't we? we're talking. Uh, Visualtheology.church is where you go to buy their products, and where Piper, where do you go to buy our products? It is thehappyrant.com. I, <laughs> I think I've gotten it right about one third of the times I've said it on recent episodes, but it is thehappyrant.com. and you can see you can listen to all of our our episodes there as well as uh, find our full. Uh, array of merchandise. We also recently rolled out some notebooks, which are kind of ideal for those, uh, you know, the dreamers, the entrepreneurs, the aspiring authors who want to, you know, who just or, or sermon note takers at their reformed church where they need to take 11 pages of notes, whatever. <laughs> We've got those out there too. So just options on options I love for it. Happy Rant gear. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic array of, of new products. And boys, while we're talking about new products, I want to do a very short segment on some new product flexes for each of us because I've, I've got breaking news. Uh, this came over the wire while we were on the air. Uh, I ripped it off the wire. This is from a website called lifewayvoices.com. Um, and it's, it's an article by one Ron Martin uh, entitled, No Need to Hide Your Hallmark Love, Lifeway Voices. So this is... You like how I did that there with the title? <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I do like that. Um, so this is ostensibly, baby, and you help, you guide me with this, okay? This is a think piece about Hallmark movies. Is that what we're looking at here? I think I've never heard it described better than yeah. that. A think piece <laughs> on Hallmark movies would be the most apt description I've ever So heard. Let, t talk me through the just the thought process on this one real quick. So you're like, I want to write a think piece on Hallmark movies. Who can I sell this to? And you're like, how, how about Lifeway Voices? Like, they haven't had enough Hallmark movie <laughs> spiritual content lately. Like, I feel like they're really lacking in this area. How, how did this come about? Baby, it's even, 
it's even better yeah. than that. So I'm I'm working I'm working with Lifeway on a couple of projects, okay. and they came to me mm. and they said, "We heard you're kind of I don't know the Christmas guy. Would you want to write some articles, you know, around a Christmas theme? One of them being, um, should we be ashamed of loving and watching Hallmark? Wow. And I said, Gosh, that's hard hitting. Of course, there's nothing I would. There is nothing I would rather. I feel like nobody's written on that since Spurgeon. You know, like there's been this like kind of like a fallow period in terms of like pastor theologians. There's been a good I mean, 200 years Martin since somebody tapped did into the, that. Martin Lloyd-Jones did the one sermon series on it. But he since did. then, I mean, he yeah, was a good doctor. He's a little under the radar, not his best known work. Yeah. So. It's been a good 60 years. It boys, has. You know. Wow. Now that's going to be huge. Has It looks like that's dropped already. So are you receiving like so this whole monetizing Christmas thing is finally being realized for you it's just been like a decade and i mean a little bit yeah yeah a little bit started with my advent book for kids yeah. and uh so i'm i'm finally getting to like write and to be surrounded by you know um by the thing that i love the most so yeah now turning the so thing awesome. that you love the most into your job is that going to ruin it for you no it's not going to ruin it for me that only enhances ah, okay that only enhances right. getting, getting paid makes everything better ted we it we just know it just means that yeah we it makes everything better and it means that i get to do more of speaking it. Of. so that's that's what it is for while me. we're flexing about new products uh i got a couple of quick ones i have a new podcast out it's called cluck um well yeah i was approached by a guy who was like all you have to do is show up you don't have to do anything we're gonna call it cluck and sold i'll do everything else and i'm like yes that's the dynamic on most of my so podcasts. surprising yeah, yeah exactly you, you just name it after me and you're like a fanboy and I'll yeah do I, have a, I know it's, i know it's almost like i have a huge ego or something you know what i mean right i know it's, it's so, so crazy it's weird i'm so shocked. yeah i know i'm shocked too but uh <laughs> i'm bold over you can find that on all the social media platforms at Cluckcast. Uh, and you can subscribe, rate, and review at all the usual places. What's the premise of this podcast it's, for our listeners? I feel very clucky. It's about me it. showing up and him asking me literally whatever he wants. Like we don't do any show prep, of course. Um, so I don't, I don't know ahead of time what we're going to. So it's about. exactly like this show, yeah. Except that you're not the host, yeah. And the, your other host is not nearly as dynamic and entertaining. <clears throat> I don't know who he is, but yeah, no, I appreciate that. Not uh, to insult him. He's a good dude. I, I, His name's Josh. I've interacted with him. I just yeah. mean, like, he's yeah. not one of us. No, no. Um, it's okay, though. So it's a little it's a little side project. And uh, another little side project, which I find funny because I listened to your last app. I listened to the program, you guys. Um, wow. So, yeah, I listened to the last app, and I really enjoyed your take on people leveraging Taylor Swift in the same way that, like, you guys leverage Beth Moore. I thought that was really astute. And mm. it's funny because I wrote a think piece on the 10 minute version of all too well that got picked up by like Yahoo finance of all places. So I was updating my resume. Yahoo finance is your hallmark. Oh yeah. Well, this is amazing. It is. It's my hallmark because like, has there ever been a, a less financially savvy guy who's been published by Yahoo finance? Um, that's one question. <laughs> Baby, is this like current? Did this it just, just dropped and it dropped actually like 12 days ago. And I didn't know about it. And the only reason I knew about it was I went to my muckrack page to update my resume or whatever for a work thing. And um, I saw that Yahoo Finance wow. had published it. And um, that was a fun time. So that's nuts. hopefully that'll be a, a, a pipeline of, of more 
Yahoo Finance content from me. At, um, at the risk of getting uh, overly uh, nosy, yeah. updating your resume for a work thing sounds potentially ominous. Is there? No, it's is not. this an ominous thing? No, no, no. This is for. I, I think I mentioned this on the program like a month ago. I have to do this kind of kind of dumb hoop jumping dance to get like tenure and promotion at work, and you basically have to create this thirty page document that that sort of says all the things that you've been doing. And part of that is you have to update your CV. So I, I was just going on to there to to drop in some new article links. Where does the Happy Rant feature on this Dude, it's very important tenure doc? It's in there. It's in a section called wow. Artifacts, where I link to some things that I'm involved in. In that the Happy Rant and the Happy Rant essay collection, uh, they both figure in prominently. Um, they're in there. So. Oh, I'm so excited to potentially be part of earning you tenure. I know, I know. You can make me a few more dollars, and uh, you know, get get me a little more a little more of a title there at work. So, we'll mm. we'll see what happens. Piper, do you have any new products to pimp? Not Your currently. To I, I've tur- no, I've turned in a couple. So I'm, I'm I just finished a uh, a small group study on Ecclesiastes. So oh, this is right. this I is really on brand. Cool. Ted, uh, Ted does Taylor Swift. Ronnie does Christmas. I do Vanity of Vanities. Uh-huh. Um, so that's coming out in spring of next year from Lifeway. Also, uh, but yeah, so it's a small group study on Ecclesiastes. Other than that, um. I just I signed a contract for a book with the Good Book Company this week uh, on finding Whoa. belonging at a church. Mm-hmm. So that'll be I got to turn that in in a few months. Uh, but nothing nothing kind of fresh and and hot and available to listeners other than uh, other than this particular episode. Dude, look at you guys out there making moves. How come I'm the only hey, guy in Ted, the room I, not making money? Ted, from I have boy. a question for yeah, you. Go. I feel like we kind of buried a very important thing. Sure, sure. Um, what what was your take on Taylor Swift's 10-minute long version of whatever that song was? Yeah, all too well. No, I enjoyed it. So my take was um, she she does a thing that really good memoirists do, which is using a lot of concrete imagery. So instead of being all vague and opaque, she like she paints a really good picture of, you know, whatever's happening in the song. And and I think the brilliant thing about the Taylor Swift experience, and I'm not like a fan, right? Like I've got to do the caveat since you guys kind of crapped all over it. But uh, I I feel like I'm aware of this because I work at a college. And Uh, from time to time, there are artists that like students will implore me to listen to. And usually they're boring, right? So we kind of like five years ago did the 21 Pilots thing. And then we did the band Camino thing. and, And I find all of that like exceedingly boring. But then when a couple of students put the Taylor Swift deal in front of me like a year ago, I, I, I really like I enjoyed it uh, because she's a good memoirist. Like she's a good rememberer. And then I think she does this brilliant thing where like all the songs are about her, but they're really about you. And I don't know that we've really had an artist who's had a career like that. Um, so she kind of started in CDs and then like transition to iPods and now everything's on the phone and she's kind of, you know, remained really relevant through all that. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think she's an interesting like pop star and that was just kind of the angle of the piece. Um, and I enjoyed the song. Have you guys listened to it? The 10 minute all too well. No, I don't even know what you're talking about, honestly. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as an elitist. I don't even know. Yeah. I've that's no cause that seems like a thing. That seems like a bit baby. But what is all too well? Is that one of her like most famous songs? Dude, it is. It's like, so the thing about all too well is it's, 
it's kind of heralded. It's upheld as like the ultimate breakup song. Um, but actually two thirds of it is about how awesome it feels to fall in love. And clearly somebody hasn't seen the wedding singer. Oh yeah. 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 Like a modern breakup song. Um, I've definitely seen the wedding singer and, uh, I do love that movie, but, um, yeah, so she released All Too Well, the 10-minute version, and, and concurrent with it, she released what was billed as a short film, but what is really just a music video. And um, I didn't like it because I think the genius of a Taylor Swift song is that when you listen to it, you're invited to like direct your own video in your head about it. And the video that you direct in your head often stars you. Um, so then seeing like a, a an array of like new hipsters in whom I had no investment in a video, it kind of ruined it for me. But uh, but anyway, that's Baby, that's a can deal. I, can I say that I'm just I'm, st- I'm stunned at how I mean in in a span of I think a minute thirty oh. seconds, you just did so much commentary on T Swift, yeah, and her like and her writing yeah. and how and how on a cultural level how she's speaking into the minds and hearts <laughs> of of the nation. I I find that to be incredible. It's enjoyable. It's a nice time and like like for to me, she's a good writer. And I, th- I think, and Chuck Klosterman made this point. Um, he's a writer that I really like. He he was basically like, if you're gonna if you're gonna go into a lab and like make the ultimate millennial, it would be Taylor Swift, right? Because she always has this innate sense of what audiences want before they even know they want it. And I think she's been like that's that's been apropos of her over the years. And uh, I'm always inter- I'm interested in people like that uh, who are able to yeah. do that. But um, anyway, I'm Yahoo Finance. fascinated that you're, find that you're a middle-aged white guy who has more to say about Taylor Swift than like guilty pleasure. Ha ha. So fun. Uh, yeah. That yeah. I feel like I learned something. I haven't heard any of her recent music, yeah. um, but I feel like I learned something rather than be eye rolling at your, your, your fanboy. Well, thing. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I feel like I engaged with it kind of like a writing teacher would, you know, like, huh, this is just really good. This is fun to engage with on that level. So um, I like I couldn't tell you what songs appear on what records or any any of the real like nitty gritty like real stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it all too well. Check it out. Um, but Piper, we've got cruise stuff to talk about and we've got a limited amount of time to do it. So I want to I want to get into this cruise content. You just returned from cruising where? Where were you? Um, all over the Caribbean. So it was Costa Maya Man. and uh, place in Honduras and Belize mm-hmm. and Cozumel oh. and Dude. maybe one other stop that I can't remember. That sounds amazing. So I have not ever been on a cruise. And in fact, really my only level of engagement with cruising was the David Foster Wallace essay about going on a cruise called The Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again. Um, have you read that essay? I haven't, but but boy, does that title resonate. Really? Oh, man, talk about it. Like, just tell us some things about it um, in, in terms of that title, I guess. What does that do for you? Um, well, I mean, it, it. I shouldn't say it's supposedly fun. It was fun. It was a very different kind of fun than I anticipated. Sure. When I think, when I think of going to the tropics, mm-hmm. I think of, of things being sort of languid and leisurely. Yeah. Neither of which describes anything about a cruise. Really? See, <laughs> not even a, not even a little bit. That's so fascinating because I imagine, like, what I would do is just like lay there and read a book, and that would be a really well, nice time. That so here's the thing. That's 
uh, hypothetically possible <laughs> okay. if a few things were not the case. Yeah. One, you're traveling with family and extended family, mm-hmm. so there's a constant sort of what works for everybody else. Yeah. Now, my family and extended family, for the most part, does like to to be leisurely and read books and lie by a pool. But there's also excursions when you get off the ship and you go do fun stuff. And it really, really is fun, but it's not leisurely. Mm-hmm. And then the other factor is that every place on the ship has pumped in energy. Oh. Music playing, movies playing, oh. live artists, performers, somebody playing the steel drums and you know doing his best like Bob Marley meets DJ oh. uh impression. Uh-huh. Um there's a cruise director named Alex or Andrew or Alan or Aaron or something like that from Liverpool who sounds like a cross between Paul McCartney and Pee Wee Herman. Oh, great. Just every 15 minutes going, hello, this is Aaron, your cruise director with another announcement. You're like, (laughs) oh, hang this guy. Uh Uh-huh. So so lying there reading a book is is possible in the sense that there there are many lounge chairs. It's beautiful and sunny. There's a pool you can cool off in when you begin to sweat too much. Yeah but also all that other stuff. Dude, that is so fascinating. And I, I want to do a, a minute with Big R on the piped-in music thing. Um, this is a pet peeve of mine, and it's been for a long time. I sound like I'm 94 years old when I speak like this. But the 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 whole aspect of, like, you can't go anywhere in the culture, whether it's a grocery store or a gas station outside or a restaurant or a cruise, apparently, without, like, fake pumped-in noise and energy. And I find this really perplexing. And I think it, uh, I want to engage with you for a minute on this big R because I I feel like it devalues music. You know what I mean? So if music Mm. is a product that, you know, we used to consume in kind of a, a rarefied special space, whether it was our bedrooms as, as kids or our cars or whatever, like I feel like having a crappy version of it, like blared at me while I'm pumping gas devalues it somewhat where are you at on this no i actually i mean yeah i i mean i I would probably agree with that you know it almost it's almost like hey you are you're trying to do something that um is creating a mood that i have no intention of yeah creating or engaging yeah yeah and um and sometimes it works right so like sometimes i'll i'll walk like right now at this time of the season right i'll walk into a store I'm in a particular mood and like Nat King Cole, the Christmas song comes on. I'm like, oh man, this is amazing. Like it just totally works. It fits. Um, But you know, so every once in a while it actually like, you know, uh, but what it does for me, I don't know. Does it, does it, you know, when you're pumping gas, what's the point? Does it make you want to pump more gas? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Does it make, does it, does it make you want to go buy an extra candy bar, you know, in the, at the, in the market or the gift shop or whatever we call it? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the point is with that. Other than there's probably scientific research that says, hey, if we pump people's favorites, if we pump all too well to people while they're like pumping gas, yeah. like they're going to have better relationships. But why does the gas station care about us having? Dude, that's the thing. It's never all too well, though. Like it's never anything that thoughtful or good. It's always like, um, I don't know what. <laughs> like call me maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen, you know, <laughs> and it's like what. Which is amazing. It is. Oh, no, it's really good. But I know what you're saying. I I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what am I supposed to be doing with this? You know? And and so to bring it back around to the cruise, you're in this environment where they're promising, like, the height of pampering and relaxation. 
But to me, Pipe, and I want to hear you on this, I would have a hard time relaxing with like Andrew's voice in my ear every 10 minutes and like crappy pop music being blared at me as I'm like laying there and trying to read. Um, another question is there, do you feel like forever surrounded by the general public? Cause that would be a hard mm. out for me too. I'm oh, not a general abso- public. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the only place the general public isn't mm-hmm. is in your cabin, which is yeah. just a, another, it's their, their nautical way of saying tiny hotel room. Yeah. Um, it's a closet and pipe real quick, man. And that's not any place you ever want to spend even a minute of time okay. in other than sleeping. At yeah. Night. Yeah. You sleep there, you shower there, you dress there. Yeah. That's it. Um, I mean, it's like, it's like the servant's quarters basically. And the thing is we had a nice one because, um, because my kids came. And so it was, it was like a suite, which means that there's half the room, which is, you know, you got about 18 inches on each side of the, of the queen size bed. And then the other half of the room has yeah. a couch, which folds out and a bunk that drops down from the ceiling. So when all the beds are out, it's like, have you ever seen like the, uh, like a world war two thing, troop carrier where yeah. they've got like, it's like that. Yeah, that's, it's that's like, what it's, it's like. It's tight, man. It's the tight. guys on but the with bunks. Little balcony. They're like playing poker and yeah, yeah, the whole thing. And then they have a steward who comes around and takes care of everything for you, which is really nice. Yeah. I will say the staff on cruise ships, like they top Disney when it comes to all out. We want to make your life absolutely perfect. Like they they go above and beyond to make this a perfect floating resort. So props to the staff. Dude, to that point, uh, I, have a, I have a quick follow up on that. Um. And I, I always think about this with people who are like professionally affable. Um, do you, <laughs> I don't did, know anything about that. Did you ever get the sense that they resented you? Like, what was their level of resentment? Ten being the most, one being not at all. Uh, it, it depended. You could tell that some of them, especially the Eastern European ones, because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a it's like a global uh, employment. <laughs> yeah, they're from all over the world. The Eastern European ones, not good at hiding it at all. Got it. You know, they'd be like. Thank you for ordering your coffee. I'm yeah, yeah. Spit in it next time. Um, <laughs> then the guy who managed the fancy dining room. So every night you go to dinner and they just they bring out a menu and you can just order like two of everything. It's just all oh. included. And so you just try all the stuff and yeah. it's it's lavish and over the top. But the guy who managed it had strong like. So at one point, one of my daughters ordered a uh, like a, a virgin daiquiri or something like mm-hmm. that. And they they didn't make it virgin. They brought a, an alcoholic one. She took one sip and was like, I don't think I'm supposed to drink this. So we just flagged down a waiter, said, hey, uh, I think this is supposed to be virgin. It's not. Mm-hmm. And he looked, his eyes got so wide and he took one look Uh-oh. at that manager. And I was like, oh, that manager throws people overboard. <laughs> like he had, he had strong mob vibes about him. And he oh. would always come by and be like, how was your dinner? And you'd be like, uh, if I say I didn't like it, somebody's getting killed. So yeah. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm just going to tell him. This is this one. Everything was perfect. Please don't hurt anyone. Because the whole thing is, I mean, like pipe, like the whole thing, like you can tell they're all trained to make sure that everybody is completely happy and everybody is getting exactly what they want, how they want it. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe with these cruises, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dude. So when- and, uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, and and then then on top of that, though, like the the physical space of the ship is really weird. Mm. Like you walk you walk in, and it's this massive atrium, and you kind of have this immediate sense of like grandeur. Mm-hmm. 
But then you're like, oh, this isn't grander. This is like Branson meets Vegas mm. meets somebody's attempt at at duplicating the grandeur of yesteryear. Interesting. Yeah. Like, so like faux, like faux crystal, grandeur. shiny yeah. brass, you know, all of that stuff. So it's just, it, there, there's just like a, an assault on your visual senses. Mm-hmm. All the time when you're inside the ship, it's a, it is it is a bizarre place, dude. Okay, so I have, I have a couple of things on that. Were there were there like any other hipster spectrum people on the boat, and were they like kind of disdainful of it in the same ways? And if so, did you share like a like a nod or a like an eyebrow raise of of disdain at any point? Because <laughs> um, I feel like no. that's the funnest thing about being a hipster is like encountering something yeah. gauche. And wow. being too good for it together, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't realize I was on the hipster spectrum, but I mean, I guess I don't know. I the way I'm talking about this, I definitely am. Yeah, we all are. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, it, no, nobody else on the ship was gave off that sensibility at all. Yeah. First of all, so we went with Princess Cruise Lines, which I think caters strongly to the retiree crowd. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the the median age on the ship was probably you know, 68 or 74 or something like, I mean, it was up there. There was like nine people under the age of 18. Um, and so that, you know, that there's a lot of that, but then all the other young people on it were very much like, they did not give off that vibe at all. They were like, this is this, they were, they were excited about it. This was their honeymoon. This was, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I say young because comparatively to 70, I feel young still. Um, but yeah, there was none of that, like, kind of we're going to chuckle about this together. It's like no, you're you're in this. It's like it's like going to to space camp or something, you know, yeah. like there <laughs> nobody at space camp is is snickering at space camp. They're Dude, there. that's so true. What a good insight about space camp too. Um there are very few things in our society about which that is true. You know what I mean where where you can't it's it's like a immune to the to the hipster snicker. Um space camp is one of them for sure. So did you do anything pipe on the trip, like any activities like, I don't know, shooting skeet off the back or like hitting golf balls into the ocean or anything unusual for you? Oh, man. If if they yeah, if they had set up like a driving range into the ocean, that would have been amazing. However, I knew that wasn't going to happen when we get on the ship. You have to watch this safety video so you know where to go if we sink or whatever. And uh, and they're like, Princess Cruises values three things. And the first one was the environment. Uh, then the second one was passenger safety. Uh, so it was pretty clear they're not letting us hit things into the ocean. Yeah. Um, no, we did. We did a handful of excursions because you know you, you pull into port, you spend a day, at, you know you spend a day in port at these different stops, and you can get off and go do, you know, a four hour excursion. So we visited some Mayan ruins. We did some zip lining and some snorkeling and went on a catamaran at different stops, like tons of fun stuff. All of that was a blast. Um, you know, you can go shop around at the the different sort of touristy marketplaces and, uh, you know, pick up some pick up some souvenirs. Yeah. But yeah, on the ship, they, every day they drop off um, essentially like a like an old school church bulletin mm-hmm. at your door mm-hmm. with activities for the day and every hour of every day from like 6 a.m. till 1 a.m. is packed with opportunities to do trivia, play bingo, fitness classes, uh, movies by the pool, movies under the stars, uh, (laughs) live shows, which, by the way, if you ever hear somebody described as a cruise ship performer, Uh not a compliment. Uh, There's a reason they ended up there. Tough. 
And, uh, and then they talk about all the ways they used to be famous. We went to uh, one show and I was, and it was, yep, that was enough. Um, I'm glad and, you mentioned that. Cause I want that to yeah. be us. I want there to be a happy rant cruise in which we talk about how we used to be famous. Um, oh, big R's got a hop. I forgot. Um, baby, are you, he's gone. Um, he's gone. He's gone. Like a vapor. Man, for a, for a Portuguese, you know, Irish guy or whatever he is, he's really good at the Irish goodbye. Yeah, he's off to do more more work for Lifeway Resources, apparently. Um, our boy's making moves, he's gotta, dude. He's, he's got to watch some Hallmark movies to, uh, to research for his next article. He's always making big moves, man. What a guy. But uh, what was I going to ask you, dude? Um, you want about the Happy Rant Cruise? Yeah, I was going to I was going to talk about the Happy Rant Cruise and how this needs to be a thing. So shipping mavens like cruise cruise ship, cruise boat owners and operators, if you're out there, um, reach out. Let's do business. Let's make a Happy Rant Cruise happen, because I think we could like we could sell a lot of berths on this thing, Piper, and uh, our fans could cruise with us. And uh, that would be a fantastic time. Um what are, what are your thoughts on like the likelihood of that happening? Uh, I mean, I didn't realize how many people mm-hmm. a cruise ship holds. Yeah. So there's like 1,800 people on ours, oh, and it was at about 60% capacity. So um, it was – and it, you know, it never felt overly crowded, but there was people everywhere. I'm like, if this thing was at full capacity, which is like you know, 3,500 or something yeah. like that, 3,200, 3, um, I don't know. The, the, what I'm saying is getting 3,200 of our fans – yeah, on a cruise ship seems difficult. It does, and it makes me like when I when I hear about like a Dave Ramsey cruise or mm-hmm. you know uh, one of these like celebrity pastor cruises. I'm yeah. like, do they? I mean, maybe they don't get thirty two hundred. They just pay a lump sum, and then you know, as people join, you know, that's up to, up to a thousand people or something like that. But yeah, yeah. it seems uh, it seems hard to pull off. It does. Uh, but also, how do you feel about being like socially on for 20 hours a day for seven straight days? Uh, terrible. That's that's like nightmare level um, social interaction for me. That sounds awful. It sounds so. So this speaks to something. And I guess we're going longer. And uh, so maybe we will or maybe we won't get a Patreon. in. But but this speaks to like different people obviously relax in different ways. And so for me. Two of the main ways that I relax are not being with people and not having to make decisions. But the way you're describing it, the cruise sounds like an exercise in being with people and having to make decisions. And that doesn't sound relaxing to me. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm 100% with you. And it's, it is a, I mean, this is, this is, um, this is like family camp or summer camp where it's just, programming all the time except instead of being assigned stuff you are you you have options yeah. but like like you said that's that's the decision making it took me a couple of days on this thing to get in the mindset of oh this is not going to be a relaxing vacation this is going to be an activity vacation that my kids will have an absolute blast on yeah and i'll rest later yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. i had in my mind sort of quietly floating yeah. across the ocean, soaking up some sun, reading lots of books. Yeah. And uh, that's not, that's not really cruises. It doesn't seem like, at least not with family. So yeah, no, that, yeah, it's, that checks out. I'm with sure. you when it comes to relaxation. This is a different sort of trip altogether, at least if you go with family. 
Dude, have you seen those Viking River Cruise ads that they run at the beginning of Downton Abbey? Uh, like, do you get that? Like, when you're streaming Downton Abbey on whatever service you use, do do they still have those? No, ads because in? we're watching it on, I think, Netflix, and so there's no commercials or ads uh, or anything. Yeah. So the way they would do it, they would always have one ad, and it would run at the beginning of the episode, and it would be for one of these swank, like rich people Viking river cruises through, like, um, uh, I don't know, Norway or or somewhere yeah. in Europe, and it was always these like filthy rich like really well dressed um a, like a certain kind of rich person and um the kind who none of us know the kind who none of us know or ever will be but um i don't know those look really relaxing they look they don't they look way less crass and way less loud and um yeah like i could see myself well, yeah and those. i mean i think it's it's the difference between a ship that's set up like a like a lodge yeah. And the ship that's set up like a resort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the 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 cruise ship, the Caribbean cruise, it's a resort on on the ocean. So I mean it's yeah. pools, it's it's game rooms, it's shows, it's and so everything is kind of high energy. Yeah. Whereas like the river cruise and even the scenery, like mm-hmm. the Caribbean is like it comes with a certain sort of there's a musical vibe, like everything is sort of energetic and, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, I mm-hmm. described it as languid and stuff earlier, but also like there's a, it's just, it's a little bit like happier and upbeat. Yeah. If you're on like a Norwegian river cruise. Yeah. Everything is, there's just sort of a, a chill melancholy about the whole thing. Oh, and dude, that's uh, my it sounds completely. amazing. To yes, me. it does. Like chill and melancholy is that's, that's where I live, man. I, I, I want that experience for sure. Um, Pipe, here's the deal. If we close now. We could do like a 10-minute Patreon, and then I could run to my next thing and only be a couple minutes late. Uh, so we should probably do that, right? Just yeah, let's for do that. business business reasons. Pipe, we have done what we always do on this program, which is uh, promote Ron's weird Christmas article at Lifeway. Which, Lifeway uh, Voices, Hallmark Movies. Go get hey, it. Real quick, like likelihood that you'll actually read that. Scale of 1 to 10. 10 being I've already read it during the show. 1 being never. What What's the likelihood? Uh, negative two <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know dude. I, it it it's about christmas and hallmark movies two things that i yeah yeah just i i don't need to i don't need to insult them they're just not for me dude it it, it lives in a, it exists in a genre where yeah. it's sort of like i i loosely call this genre like sanctify my banal thing and like ramsey has done this with money right so which ah, dang it we're not allowed to say it bleep that out um, oh, nope, we're allowed to say it because uh, because my wife took a different job. So, dude, fascinating. Okay, yeah. that's great. Um, but but so like, sanctify my desire to watch banal Hallmark movies in a in a thin veneer of spirituality. Um, which I'm glad he's making money off that. That's good. Uh, Pipe, we've done what we always do on this program. We've wandered to and fro throughout uh, the cruise ship world and some new products. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast.
Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.